0: Welcome to the Pure Food for Thought program, and I'm here with Diana Penn. We're recording at the People Chronicle Studio, and I'm so glad you tuned in because Diana is a very special guest, and she has an amazing story to tell. I do. I do. I I think you do. And thanks
1: for inviting me. I appreciate it. So Diana, um, with
0: all of your background in pastry and as a pastry chef, I'm sure you've had some interesting journeys, but what would you like people to learn from your story today?
1: Well, I have to say that when I first started out, I really wasn't focused on pastry. I didn't actually think I was going to be a pastry chef. Like I think a lot of people grow up with um, focus, that they know, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a nurse. Or when I grow up, I know I want to have, you know, this kind of wedding or this kind of house or marry this kind of person. But it, it didn't quite go that way for me. So um, I s- actually started off, and I was going to school to um, for economics and computer science.
0: I did not know that. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. I so, would never have guessed. Yeah, this I, I actually about you. <laughs> I
1: saw some movie about um, stockbrokers, and I really, I really wanted to be a stockbroker and work on Wall Street. Uh, but somehow things changed um, because I was in school for that, and um, and I just I I really didn't feel like it was the place for me. Uh, but I just kept going to school, and my aunt said, you know, why are you in school if you're not happy? Um, I'm surprised you would actually go to baking school. And I was like, uh, there's school for baking? Because everyone in my family is more, um, like, white-collar. So I didn't actually know that there was a culinary school or baking school. So she's like, yeah, of course, there's trade schools, technical schools. Uh, why don't you look into it? So I did, and um, I applied for a uh, scholarship two years in a row, and um, both years, they had told me, oh, um, oh, we already handed out the scholarships for this year. Oh, okay. And I was like, well, I didn't <laughs> even get the application. Mm-hmm. you know. So um, the third year, somebody had called and said, hey, we're calling about an application for a scholarship, and they asked me a couple questions. And then a week later, I got a letter. That said, I was accepted to um, a little school in New York called Peter Kump's New York Restaurant School. Um, and in the meanwhile... I mean, that was exciting. Uh, But in the meanwhile, I had already quit my job and um, started working in a bakery. Wow. Like third shift, you know, just because I I loved it. I I was working, um, I think, doing inventory control or something for a computer company. And um, so I quit my job and I started working in the industry. And um, I was also going to school in New York on that scholarship. And uh, I graduated and I went for um, more... Um, interviews for better jobs better positions and I realized it wasn't quite um, enough education so I started looking into the culinary institute of America which was my dream school Mm -hmm. you know like I visited a couple different schools and um, when I walked through the doors of the hall the first hall that I walked in like I got this feeling that I like I belong there Mm -hmm. um So tell me now when I'm hearing the story.
0: No, because this is fascinating. I had no idea that you went to school to study economics. Mm
1: -hmm, I wanted to be a stockbroker on wall street. Based
0: on, yeah, based on (laughs) a movie that you saw on wall street. So it sounds like your story is about reinvention. It's about kicking perfectionism to the curb or the thoughts of, I can have this perfect life. I'll have this house at this age. I'll have two children at this age. The idea or the notion of perfection, but it was your aunt, then, yeah, my aunt but, um who just suggested it casually that even opened up the notion in your mind that you could do something aside from like a typical yeah, you know, what I th- what I thought i yeah. what I
1: thought I wanted to do mm-hmm. and then um just a suggestion. And she's like, you know, you're always so great. You always bring such amazing things to dinner, mm-hmm. um desserts. Um why wouldn't you go s- to school for that? And I just I had no idea. So it was almost like,, um, I mean, you don't know where you're going, right. but there's there's always a path for you um if you just believe and that's pretty much like I really think that that's my story mm-hmm. that um that there's there's some sort of big plan right. which I've always known that there was a plan but I never knew how I was going to get there. Do you think there's a plan
0: or do you think that we have to be flexible or open to reinvention? Uh, both, do you think? Yeah. I think both. And why do you think it is? How old were you when your mother, when your aunt said to you, would you consider baking?
1: Um, Probably 18. Okay, so you're still young. 18 or 19, yeah. Why do you think when you're young
0: like that? Because when you're finishing high school, when you're in that age, a lot of people think they have to have all of the answers. Oh. So why can't we see it when we're so young? Is it sometimes that we have to be sure to be open to outside? Not persuasion, but outside perception about yeah things that maybe
1: yeah i don't I, I understand what you're I understand what you're mm-hmm. saying um, no, I do think that you should be open to to anything to experimenting with with your life mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's the time to do it mm-hmm. um, i I actually have a hard time um, believing that you should know what you're doing, you're going right. to do for the rest of your life when you're eighteen right. i, I I think you should do as much as you can to eliminate what you don't like mm-hmm. uh, to figure out eventually what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what? But I also, I also have plenty of friends that went to school on that track, mm-hmm. that they did yeah. what everybody expected them to do, and um, they have degrees in you know history or English, and, um, and they're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But somehow, the things that they've done in their past still benefited exactly where they right. are right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think that any experience is a waste of time. Right. Uh, because, believe me, if you ask my family, mm-hmm. like, I've had um, a variety of different jobs. And, mm-hmm. you know, when food service, you bounce around a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, and I used to feel bad about that um, until I started to realize that all of those things were experiences that I could gather and um, that now that I look back at them, I see how they put me in the position that I'm in today. Mm-hmm. So
0: you don't live with regrets.
1: Oh, uh no. Do you think no? No.
0: Even with the mistakes you've made.
1: Oh, uh no. No. You, know? I yeah, heard. you have to fail. Like yes, that's Exactly. <laughs> that's that's our motto. Like you know, I teach pastry now to high school kids and mm-hmm. and I love it and our class motto is fail forward. Oh, I love that.
0: Fail forward. Yeah.
1: Like you have to get, you have to get all that stuff out of the way. Mm -hmm. You know, I told them I'd rather you fail or um, make mistakes here. Get fired now, you Mm -hmm. know, learn it now so that when you're out there um, and things really start to mean something that you can be more successful. Right. So I'd, I like to get all the mistakes out of the way mm-hmm. up front. And I've <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've done all that. So. You've done a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I
0: heard a girl on um, on Shark Tank, it was. Do you watch that? Oh, With yeah, the every show. Okay, yes. So the girl came out and she was in college and she said, I have to make this work. Like failure isn't an option. And I almost felt, oh my gosh. I, I felt like <laughs> right. so much pressure for her right. because I thought if you can't work around this, or if you can't accept that it's a mistake or something's wrong, right, then, then then what? Then you, what? Yeah, yeah, then what? Then what? Yeah. What, what what can you accomplish? So you work a lot with you teach students now. Yes. Yeah. Like you've done a lot of work <laughs> in a lot of industries. Yeah. But you're you're teaching now and you're teaching. Is it ninth grade? Tenth it's uh,
1: grade? all uh, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Okay. And um and I I love it mm-hmm. and I really if you would have asked me. Hmm. Yeah, even four years ago, if I would have been teaching high school, teaching pastry, yes. Teaching high school pastry, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I-, I love it. I love it because the kids are great. Mm-hmm. Now, you've done t- uh,
0: cooking classes out
1: in outside of
0: Brooks County. So you've taught adults mm-hmm. and you've taught the teenagers. Yes. So when we get back from our break, I'm very curious to know um, like the different experiences that you have working with adults and working with youth. Okay. So we'll talk that about that. sounds great. Yeah, we'll
1: talk about okay. that too. Are you looking for a place to hold your next event? Look no more. The Crown Plaza Reading Hotel is the premier place for meetings, special events, and banquets. Just listen to one of their many delighted customers.
0: My name is Anne Sheehan, I'm the Executive Director of BCTV. Last night BCTV had an event here at the Crown Plaza in Reading and it was just wonderful. Everything was great. The food was delicious, the room looked fabulous and the atmosphere and ambiance were just beyond anything I could have imagined. It was a great event and I can't say enough about Craig Poole and the team he is in place at the Crown Plaza.
1: The Crown Plaza Reading Hotel, making dreams come true. Call them today at 610-376-3811.
0: Hi, and welcome back to the People Chronicles. I'm Phoebe, and you're watching Pure Food for Thought. And I'm here with Diana Penn, the most fabulous pastry chef in Berks County, who is kind of like the Anthony Bourdain of pastry chefs in Berks County. (laughs) So we were talking about your um, background in teaching, and you were teaching adults, and you were Mm -hmm. teaching youth. Um, So my question is, do you enjoy working with the youth more than you enjoy working with the adults? Yeah,
1: I um, I really do. I, I love working with kids um, mostly because um, they're not judgmental. Um, like, they're very forgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to be honest, adults take themselves so seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just, I'm really, all I want to do is teach pastry. Um, but I realize that through teaching pastry, there's so many other opportunities that, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to connect with, with kids. And um, adults, they're um, kind of harder to get through to, Mm -hmm. you know, and and some of the kids that I work with have had some tough times. Mm -hmm. So I just, I teach them to use pastry as like, you know, part of their, their refuge. Mm -hmm. So. So adults are kind
0: of afraid to make mistakes.
1: Yeah, they're afraid
0: to make mistakes. Probably, um, and when you're younger, that's when you have this sense of um, confidence. Or more often than not, that's why you go skiing um, yeah, when yeah. you're younger, yeah. and you think yeah, twice sky about jumping, it. Yes. sky jumping, right? <laughs>
1: that's why you're right, yeah. this way, right? right?
0: But how do you, when you're working with um, children and you're teaching them pastry, but you're teaching them life lessons and they don't know it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How how do you encourage a child to take risks? or to dig deep to become vulnerable, or to become brave to take chances that maybe an adult who's maybe been burned or had some successes?
1: Oh, um, I just make sure that they're safe. Mm-hmm. And um, I give them reasons to trust me, I guess, mm-hmm. when I look back at it. It's just, um, you know, I, I make sure that I set a tone. There's a certain discipline in the class um, everyone's, there's a level playing field. I'm um, as fair. Like that's, I wish that I had the word fair written across my forehead mm-hmm. because that's that's how I want to keep my classroom. Um, you know, I don't give any advantage to seniors over freshmen. Mm-hmm. I just say, you know what, you, you got to go for it. And that's mm-hmm. the way the world is. Right. You know, because when you get out there, nobody gives you advantages. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty tough on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give them like a, a safety zone, I think, where they're comfortable making mistakes. Is that something that
0: gave you the, the courage to find like your place or to take risks with your career, that kind of safety net? encouragement at home that you're somehow like sharing with. Oh yeah, I
1: guess my aunt. Mhm. Um <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, my aunt and my husband. Mhm. So, I'm sorry. Did I'm your not... aunt love to bake? Um no, my, with my grandmother.
0: Oh, okay. So this is like when you yeah. di- when you when you picked up baking, it wasn't just about I'm going to try something different aside from like <laughs> the TV show. Right. No, yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost like a story that you tell with each thing that you produce with yeah. your hands, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: I would I would make things, and every time I made something, people loved it. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Sorry. And, um, yeah, I just, I love baking, and you get the response from people immediately. Right. And, you know, that finished product, when it's out of the oven, and it's perfect. And you mm-hmm. can recreate it again and again, mm-hmm. you know, and the study of it and the science of it. mm mm-hmm. um, all of those things are just so intriguing for me. Mm-hmm. And it becomes, it's, I'm passionate about it. Right. And I think that too, like if you're passionate about what you do, people will sit and listen to you and you can talk to them and engage them and um, get them interested in things and then help them find their passion. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, with the students, with, with the kids, um, I tell them when they come in, I don't care if you, when you graduate, you want to go on to the best culinary school in, in the universe here, you want to go to France, whatever you want to be. Or if when you're 60, you just want to make muffins yeah. with your grandkids. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't care. Um, but when you're here, you're going to focus and, you know, we're going to have fun, but you're going to learn mm-hmm. and, um, and they get excited, you know, cause I'm excited mm-hmm. because I could talk about pastry forever, mm-hmm. you know, an egg, you right. know, I could oh. talk for weeks mm-hmm. on eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and there's so much to learn. So we have a, there's a great energy and the kids have that. Now
0: you told me once before that you were working with um, some of the students and encouraging them to make applications, to ask for things that sometimes you don't have the courage to ask for.
1: Oh, you, yeah, you have to, I mean, when I went to, I, I, when I went to CIA, I didn't really have a plan. Um, I only had the first semester of tuition paid and how,
0: okay. How did you even get there if you didn't have I had, the first sem- You only had the first <laughs> semester paid. Yeah, like, I just that was
1: it, and what, I
0: just what got you to pick up the phone to say, "Hey, I am going to send an application in."
1: Oh, I um, I just knowing, I just knew that it was where I belonged after I went for the the tour, mm-hmm. and um, and I just I knew no matter what I had to finish. Mm-hmm. Or I had to go through it. So I thought, well, if I could get in the first semester, then yeah. somehow something would work out. And um, I did everything I could. I looked for um, scholarships. I, um, I worked on the side. I, I did everything and we didn't have internet back then. Oh, yes. Sorry to say. <laughs> so can you can you imagine like mm-hmm. going through books oh, yeah. and libraries and trying to yeah. figure out I, I did I wrote every essay I every Monday morning I knocked on the door at financial aid um, and asked the ladies, if they had anything. And every Friday afternoon, I would bring them muffins from my class. Mm-hmm. I knew everybody's name. And I just, I just made it happen. Like you have to create, you know, your future. And mm-hmm. I knew I belong there. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't leaving. I wasn't going to leave until, you know, I got through. Mm-hmm. So.
0: So that's what you wanted. Yeah. Like when you, when you left um, college to studying economics, mm-hmm. started working late night shifts in the, pastry yes (laughs) you did you see where you would be now like did you see now never you didn't never
1: Mm -mm, never never
0: it was just a small step it was one of the small steps of many in between
1: yeah like when I graduated CIA I always knew like I somehow there's something in me that like whispers um, that for some reason, I'm going to go back there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now, uh, like, I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe I'll be a guest speaker. Maybe I'll run the baking and pastry department, which would be awesome mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but, um, but for, I always knew that for some reason I would, I would be back there. I, mean, I didn't know in what capacity. But early on, I really never, I never knew. I just, I always felt like that I was a part of a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. And that I should just be my best
0: So knowing that there's something more, like having the confidence that there's something bigger rather than settling for just
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, or just, I mean, there's something, I don't know what it is that just keeps that, where the internal drive comes from Mm -hmm. with me. Um, But I just feel like when I'm called or when there's a different opportunity or something comes up, if I feel it's right, I just have to follow it, mm-hmm. and um, and I really feel like I'm in I'm in the right place, yeah. and and I've, and I have before, um, you know, and I hope that this lasts for a long time because mm-hmm. I love it so much. But um, I can't say that if in another five or six years another opportunity doesn't come up that I mm-hmm. I wouldn't follow that too, right? Um, and because that's kind of gotten me where I'm at so far, mm-hmm. you know. So I imagine in your classroom. <laughs> That
0: you probably are the person that the students can come to more often than not to find that their that the world is a lot bigger than their back porch.
1: Oh, absolutely! Mm-hmm. Um, we live stream like the World Pastry Cup you know, they'll come, they'll, yeah, they'll come, yeah, they'll come, yeah, there's a World Patriot Cup, of course, okay. of course, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so they're walking, they'll walk into class, and it's on the big screen, oh, and, you uh-huh. know, there's people in France blowing horns, just like, you know, when they play soccer, and uh-huh. stuff, you know, and, um, and they're speaking French, and the kids are walking in, and, and a lot of kids actually never been out of, you know, the yeah. kind of Quaker Town area, mm-hmm. like, haven't even been to New York, and they're sitting there listening to these guys, you know, from France, and, And I'm like, yeah, you guys can go there too. Like I've, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been to these amazing competitions and, and look, that guy's from the United States and I know him and he's Mm -hmm. one of my friends and I can call him up on the phone and I can text him while he's making that pastry, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So there's, there's really nothing different. You just have to show them that there's nothing different between um, me and them. You know, I've just iced 2000 more cakes than you right you know and and the best part for them is they've got me right you know because I can say look if I can do it you can do it right you know so so I think what you
0: are to them and you probably don't know that you are to them is that you're someone's aunt that gives them like just that tiny bit of like hope that there's something bigger that if you ask for it or you see it or you mm-hmm. know like it's potential like it it's something that can happen yeah you
1: you have to it's you re- have to go for it right. you have to even if there's an inkling yeah an, an ounce of a maybe mm-hmm. or even if there's an absolutely not from i'm always asking yeah. why why not you <laughs> mm-hmm. you know why not you mm-hmm. like everybody deserves you know but you have to believe
0: So I think we could make like a t-shirt with like all of your (laughs) great sayings. Why not you? Yeah. Why not you? And you can believe, but maybe Disney has that. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, but I think that you are, you probably, well, I know, I know that you, you share hope with a lot of people who probably don't see it for themselves. So I think that if I'm getting this right, that you're, what you would want people to learn from your story is it's okay to ask and there's nothing wrong with dreaming.
1: Yeah. You have to believe that you're bigger than you are. I
0: think it's wonderful. Yeah. I think you're amazing.
1: I like you too. (laughs) Pretty great. That's so nice. (laughs) Want to be my girlfriend? No, We'll be
0: friends. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks for coming on. I'm so glad you shared your story. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Okay. And thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to all of the Pure Food for Thought episodes. And I look forward to catching up with you next time.